CJ Hurt joined alongside as always my man Drew Barrett what's going on Drew man I'm tired basketball will do that too. basketball will do that it was our first intramural game I'm on the Kai B team you know the B team, B team. <laughs> now this oh come on man this ain't this ain't baseball or football all right I'm on B team okay okay, okay but I'm on I, the B team I had, a, I had a solid night I'm not I'm not a very big good uh big offensive guy I only had one point okay I only got two shots because our uh, our team is uh, three ball crazy, but you know I had I had about six assists, uh, did about ten rebounds. Yeah, six assists and six, ten rebounds. Yeah, I, I swear. <laughs> I also had a block, but they called a foul on me. Well, then you didn't have a block. You got well, a foul. I, 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 got, I got all ball. I got all ball. I went up and hit nothing but ball, and I felt like I, I felt like a bad guy, right? I felt good. Oh, okay, I felt good, and then they called a foul. I don't know what happened. Well, nice six and ten. That's nothing to sneeze at. Nah, six assists, nah, ten I mean, I only, got, I only got up two shots and I got fouled on one. So. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, real quick, shout out where they can find you at, Drew. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at dbarrett36. Follow me on Instagram at dbarrett1236. Also, don't forget to listen to me every Wednesday and Friday morning from eight thirty-five to nine o'clock on WMRU ninety-two, the Sports Desk, for the greatest college perspective. In sports, of course, always Cerrito Live Saturday, eleven to one. Unfortunately, I will no longer be at the Helmsman. Um, unfortunately, they had to let me go. Have a, they have some money problems over there? I had to let go some uh, pay reporters. So you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but you know, I I did pick up a new job, like I teased last week. Uh, I'm now officially part of the Q Road crew. Oh, nice. So uh, you know, any type of remote that uh, Q1075 or Bumpin' 96 will be. Uh, doing I, most of them I'll be a part of. Uh, this Saturday I'll be uh, doing the bump in '96 uh, remote, so you know it'll be fun. So that's a surreal live. You go straight out there. Yeah, I'm gonna go straight out there. Yeah, that's that's good. That's yeah. exciting. It is. You know, I mean, writing's not really my thing. Although I I, I do enjoy writing. I think I feel like I'm a I'm a decent writer. But right. you know, more radio experience I can get, I'm gonna take it. Yeah, writing takes a special person to sit there. Because mm-hmm. the, the easy thing about what we do is we just, you can talk. Yeah. And it's so easy to talk. It's so much easier to talk than it is to write down what you want to say mm-hmm. in an intelligent, emotional, thoughtful manner. Mm-hmm. It takes a special skill to be a journalist and a writer. And kudos to everybody out there trying to make it in that particular field. And kudos to everybody who's yeah. made it in that field. Kudos to you. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at ConRadicalness on there. You guys can find me Tuesdays at Rock House Live. I do trivia every Tuesday okay. from, from 8 to 10 out there. And I got some things in the work now as well. Um, and where else? Oh, on Cerrito Live on from Cerrito 11 to Live. 1 every Saturday. Uh, the voice of the 901 News Quiz, which you guys can tune in and listen to. Every Saturday at noon, or you guys can go back and listen to the podcast 
at CerritoLive.com or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcasting app is. Um, and if you're interested in being a contestant on the 901 News Kit Quiz, just email CerritoLive at gmail.com or tweet at 901 News Quiz and say, hey, I want to be a contestant. You get to be an at-home player. We have local celebrities come on and answer questions about the week. And we had Corey on, mm-hmm. Corey from the Q on, and he ended up winning the grand prize from one of our stay-at-home players. It was great. It was awesome. So you guys should definitely do that. Do you have any names of uh, future celebrity players? Maybe there's somebody out there, you know, kind of wants to wait a little bit, see if they can get their celebrity going there. No, I have no, no name. You know, no Cerrito name. controls all that. No names at all. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know how far out we are as far as guests. Mm. I think we got the next two weeks for certain, and we're still working on three, four, and so on. And so you on. gonna drop the names? Or are we gonna make them wait? No, they'll wait. Okay. And tune in every Saturday from eleven to one, and tune You'll in specifically at twelve, mm. and find out who the celebrity guests are. Is there anything else I'm doing? I'm moving because of Zaxby's. Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm, I bet. I'm tired. But hey, Zaxby's, Zaxby's is great. Zaxby's is awful. I love Zaxby's. Zaxby's Man, Zaxby's sauce, dude. That, that, I mean, that's great. I stay at the Union Place Apartments. I won't be there much longer, but I, that's where I stay. And apparently Zaxby's bought them out. And they're tearing down my apartment <laughs> complex. I have to move. They're tearing down my apartment complex to pit a dag on Zaxby's. Are you at least that. getting like your deposit back and everything like that? I'm not paying rent. You're not paying rent for how long? For a whole month? Yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm leaving, so they would usually prorate it. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know if they plan on prorating me or not. That's just going to have to go on the kid's credit score. Like, I'm not going to pay rent. Nah. You guys gave me 30 days to move out for Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Zaxby's can pay your rent. Zaxby's. Holla at them. Holla at Zaxby's and see if they got enough got sauce you. for you. So you guys can cover my little rent. <laughs> Whatever. Get out of here. I'm not doing that. Um... If a restaurant was going to be, uh, if your house was going to be torn down in place of a restaurant, what would you want? Fast food? Yeah, fast food. Whataburger. Whataburger? I'll, I'll move for Whataburger. Okay. I won't move very far, you know, because i got to be in a, a nice walking distance of Whataburger because there ain't no better drunk food. <laughs> I mean, come on. Every time I go down to Florida, it's somebody's got to be able to drive to go get me a Whataburger. Okay. All right. Well, you guys think about that, Herderholics. If your house was going to be torn down, what fast food restaurant would you want to be built in its place? Uh, but we got a great show today. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about uh, NCAA <coughs> punishment mm-hmm. and how unfair it is, and how ridiculous it is that, you know, basically you punish people who weren't involved in the particular incident. Uh, and well, well and some and some of them that we're gonna reference a little bit there there are most there are you know previous incident where the people who are now getting punished um weren't involved, but then there's obviously the one uh to the east of us that there are still people involved where Tennessee In Tennessee yeah well it's, so, it's a lot see every not every program every year though there are several programs who come under scrutiny mm-hmm. for it seems like the same thing, be it sexual assault on campus from be F- it, uh, uh, Florida State and Baylor the last couple of years well Florida State Baylor don't forget about Missouri Missouri you know you can throw in uh into the sexual assault allegations the impermissible benefits mm-hmm. uh allegations that go around and then the the cheating the having tutors do your work and everything like that those are some of the major infractions that 
are severely frowned upon by the NCAA and higher and it and seems like it seems mm-hmm. like every year every year it seems like you know five or six major programs mm-hmm. are going through something like this it does and then the NCAA punishes the programs retroactively so I got a player who received impermissible benefits in 2012 by the time the investigation ends in 2014 the NCAA says okay these are the allegations we're about to punish you and then I mm-hmm. being the program the athletic director the coach the school president decide yo we're going to punish ourselves we're going to ban ourselves from postseason play for the next year or two or mm-hmm. something like that and take away some scholarships to try and ease the punishment of the NCAA and the incident happened in 2012 I'm punishing myself or being punished in 2015 2016 <laughs> like come on those kids aren't there. Yeah, it's it's not their it's not the current kids' fault, and you you feel bad, especially for the guys that were recruited past that time. Like right. they they had no idea this was going on in the program when they were recruited. When they signed that letter of intent, they thought they were going to a university that was playing by the rules, or you know maybe if they were one of the guys that have had some recruiting allegations brought up against them, but maybe they they did they, they did know, but. You feel bad for the current guys because they're sitting there, like they're sitting at home reading all this stuff. Like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't a part of that. Why are you taking away why my one lifetime shot at winning a national championship or playing in the postseason? Why are you taking that away from me for something somebody did three years ago? That's just not fair. And it doesn't make sense. The players come and go in college. Mm -hmm. Everybody's infatuated. Not necessarily with the players. You love your players when they're there and you love them after they leave, but they are going to leave. That's something that's guaranteed. The kid is there. He's there a max most times of five years. Medical hardship, six years. Case Keenum, seven years, but that's completely Mm -hmm. different. Um, So what what fans cheer for are the colors of the jerseys, Mm -hmm. are the athletic programs themselves, and the coaches because they – Generally speaking, they're there longer than the players. Oh yeah, they stay longer. They have uh, it's more likely for a coach to stay than a player is because I can guarantee you the players leaving at mm-hmm. some point in time. We don't know that with the coach usually, and so instead of punishing the athletic director and the coach and even the athletic department with fines, mm-hmm. you ban them from postseason play. We're we're talking about Louisville. You brought up let's use Louisville mm-hmm. as an example. You brought up that whole case. The fact that they were, um, you know, hiring paying prostitutes. hiring prostitutes, which, whatever, okay, <laughs> everybody hop on your moral horse here. I'm not going to do it. If you're not going to, you got you got to compensate the athlete some mm-hmm. way. You're not going to pay them. Well, then this is the type of things they're going to get in compensation. You got to pay me for the work that I do. Yeah, and but I mean, pro- prostitution's that, illegal. If you're not going to pay me, you, what what else am I going to accept? Not something extremely legal. I mean, I mean, I know it's not as bad, but it's almost as bad as just paying people in drugs. I mean, you're paying what? you're paying a woman to have sex with your student athletes. What as, as, else? What else am I? If you paid the players, then they they don't have to worry about that. They can go out, go to a bar, take a buy chick their out own on a date, prostitutes. Go out on a date, take a chick out, take a groupie out on a date or something like <laughs> that, and then handle it like that. If you're paying them, you're not paying me. I have to be comp. I'm going to get I, compensated. Either financially with impermissible benefits, I'm going to, or with stuff, I'm going to be uh, reimbursed via food, as we saw Jameis mm-hmm. Winston with the hookup, walk out with the crab legs, or sex. Like that's that's yeah. that. Those are the acceptable payment methods. And if you don't want that to happen, then pay the players, and it 
probably won't happen. I, I know that people always, you know, you want to be paid for what you do. You want to be paid for the hard work and the long hours that you're putting in. But it's not going to happen, and I, I don't think that you need to turn to that type of thing. You know, one of the arguments that I always get into to people when it comes to pay the players and stuff is that they think, you know, they're you, the, this is a launching board. It, it's going to pay off. You just got to look into the future. Right now, you are getting your free education, and people always say, oh, you can't put a price on that. Um, the University of Memphis, they put a price on my education. It's 8000 a year. So, I mean, there's a price on education. So you can't just be thinking about the right here and now. These players are here hopefully, are trying to better themselves and trying to reach that next level. So it's almost an investment. You, you know, you, you put in, you take nothing now to receive everything later. You're not receiving enough. Not, not even when you get into the no, pros? No. You're because, telling me millions of dollars isn't How many enough? of them get to the pros? Not, right. You're right. Not, not nearly enough. So... But so the others are getting that, education. It, that's that's not enough anymore. Not when SEC teams are bringing in fifty million dollars from their football department. Mm-hmm. Not when you're able to pay Nick Saban seven point five million a year. Not when Indiana's football Indiana Indiana's football coach is amongst the lowest paid in the Big Ten and amongst the Power Five. He's like seventy fourth uh, on the payment scale. Mm-hmm. He's still making one point two million dollars a year at Indiana. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. Come on, there's money out there for you to give I, the players. I know, and there they is. bring in so much money, especially football and basketball. They bring in so much money that you could pay them, and you should pay them. And if you paid them, a lot of this stuff what, would what would go you away. pay them though? I mean, would you pay the minimum wage? I mean, how how would you calculate the hours? I mean, how would you pay these? Like, how do you how do you make a salary for a college athlete? Same way you make a salary for anybody else. I mean, do you do it hourly? I mean, how do are they going to yeah. have to have a t- uh, a time clock? Sure. Come come clock in. You're clocking in anyway. You got to be there if if lifting starts at 6, you got to be there at mm-hmm. 6 to lift on your way into the weight room, you clock in. And then you go clock out. That's how you handle it. Mm-hmm. And you pay people. You pay people. What do you pay a minimum wage? What do you pay? You pay them fair market value. What's fair market value? I Whatever it is. I, don't, I think it's more than minimum wage. I guarantee you it's more than that. They're working for your school. You say education, a free education, that's a trade. Mm-hmm. That's a trade-off. That's not payment. You know, people don't get paid in trade stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not how that works. I don't do work for you and you give me something other than money. If mm-hmm. I do work for you, you pay me in dollars. You yeah. don't pay me and stuff you just don't that's not allowed mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be because i need to be financially compensated so, for what i do so do you think that athletes should be should be basically on the same like pay scale as any other student that works at the university like students that like i that worked at the helmsman or people that work at front desk work as ras do you think that that's a fair scale no you think it should be more than me significantly more now, no offense to you. No, I understand. But, they put a lot I, more hard work. I only worked like four well, hours a week. It, and it's and how much money do they bring in? Bring in a lot. And that and that's going back to your original statement uh about why you have to punish the player have to punish the program now instead of just finding the finding the university and the coaches and the athletic director is because they make so much money. I mean, you can't there literally is not a fine high enough. 
I honestly don't know if there's a fine high enough to where the coaches will bat an eyelash and be like, okay, now I'm not going to cheat. Okay, so so here's, here's my counter to that. There's no fine now. And has that stopped them from – has that deterred anybody from cheating? No. No. You're telling me you're going to take wins away from me. We've been conditioned to think that wins and legacy is this great thing, is this grand end-all, mm-hmm. be-all. But really it's not because I still walk away with all the millions that I made that year. The athletic department still keeps all the millions it made mm-hmm. during that stretch in time, during that run. Memphis, University of Memphis, to use another example, mm-hmm. had to forfeit their the wins from the 2008 season, correct? Yeah, all and, of them. And the Final Four banner. Banner no longer hangs, and it breaks my heart. Did John Calipari still get paid for that year? He still got paid. He still got paid. Did the university still get all the money and ticket revenue and all the money from the Final Four? Yes, they did. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Not only did the university, but you got to share that because you're in a conference. You share that with the conference. Mm -hmm. So the conference members benefited as well, correct? So everybody got paid. Everybody got paid. It's just we have to, what, pretend like those wins didn't happen? Never happened. But we saw them happen. I did see. So that doesn't make sense. That that form of punishment doesn't make sense. And then you're punishing who was who got in trouble on the team? Was it everybody on the team? It was just Derrick Rose. It was just D Rose. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna punish the rest of the players yeah. because something happened that they had no control over. You the people you're paying, by the way, the people you're paying, the athletic director, the coach, the president, those people had control. Have control over it and they don't get Punished. Well, I mean, the, the D Rose thing is that it was about his ACT score, and yeah, I know he cheated. He did cheat. I mean, there's no way. I mean, his score jumped like a significant, like seven points. On, okay. Uh, and that just doesn't happen. I think. I think I started out at 19 and I finished at 23. Okay. Right? I didn't have that great of an ACT score, but I only jumped five, four points. Okay. So I mean, nobody jumps seven, eight points in a matter of a month. And so obviously he did he did cheat, but the state of Illinois cleared him to play twice. At first they thought he cheated. They cleared him once, and they was like, wait, 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 let's review it, and they cleared him again. Okay. So with D Rose, it, it it almost goes back to falling on the state of Illinois, but you can't punish the state of Illinois. Didn't the NCAA tell Calipari, look, we think some fishy with him, don't play him? They did. They did. And he played them anyway? Well, yeah. I mean, he's the number one okay. recruit in the country. Okay. You can't not right. play So let's, let's not take it all the way back there. Okay. It's, it's on Cal. It's on the athletic department. It and is. when stuff like that happens, and then, and then, being the evil genius Cal is, he leaves. Mm. So how was Calipari punished for that action? He was a coach when it happened. He was warned by the NCAA that this was going to happen if he played Derrick Rose and what they found out to be true was true. Mm-hmm. He leaves and goes to Kentucky. He takes the money he made at Memphis. He takes and, the recruits. And forget that. With this, this that's, not, that's not what we're talking about. Well, we're just talking about the punishment that okay. Memphis had to suffer. The The banners come down. Mm-hmm. The, the wins go away. But Cal still gets paid. And not only does he get paid because of that season, he also gets a better job. Mm-hmm. He gets a better job and doesn't have to sit out. Cal doesn't have to sit out. He he goes from one school to the next school and gets a fatter contract and takes the money from the other school. And there's something not right about there, that. There isn't. You're right. I mean, and you should pun- definitely it's got to be more of, you know, it's got to start at the top. You can't start punishing people at the bottom, people that have no control 
over the situation. You've got to start punishing people at the top. And I, I do agree with the NCAA has got to do a lot better job of that. They just need to figure out a way to punish the people at the top and still, you know, uh, enough to where it doesn't continue to happen. Because unfortunately, unfortunately, cheating is just a part of sports. It I, is, unfortunately. I don't care. I'm done. New Year's resolution. I don't get worked up if a player gets impermissible benefits. I want, hear me? Am I on? Yeah. Can you hear me? I want everybody who plays a sport in college to get as many benefits as they can. Permissible or not, I'm done caring. I don't, I'm not worked up over Larry Tunsil mm-hmm. getting his rental cars and driving around, hanging out with agents, big ballers. You're not going to pay me? I'm going to get it someplace else. I don't care about that anymore. What I'm saying is if that's the rule mm-hmm. and you want to punish somebody for the rule, it shouldn't be class of 20. 17 or the recruiting class of 2018. Mm. That shouldn't happen. It shouldn't be Mississippi because of Larry Tunsil, what he did in 2014. We're going to take scholarships away from you because what you're doing is taking opportunities away, away. from young people everywhere to get an education and to get that type of exposure. And while it's not enough, it's still something. Mm. And it's, it's still relevant and it's still important to go get not enough. Let me make that clear. But it's still something. It's still an option for a young person. Mm-hmm. It's still a way out for somebody who sees no other way out. And so you're taking scholarships away. Now there are less scholarships floating around. I would also like to see the NCAA do something where, along the lines of, hey, we got a hundred and twenty something college football programs at the FBS level. Mm-hmm. We're going to have. X amount of scholarships. Every school gets 25 scholarships like they usually do, mm. all the rules and everything like that. Should you use, lose a scholarship? Should we want to take nine away from you? We're going to take nine away from you, and we're, we're going to spread them out, divvy them up amongst teams in your region, amongst teams that qualify in your region, and do it like that. So that, that way the kids, still, that way the kids, kids aren't still hurting. Get the right, right, because check this out. It's, it's not only nine kids at miss let's let's play pretend let's mm. say the ncaa comes in tomorrow and says you know what because of larry tunsil hugh freeze mississippi football we're taking six scholarships away next year and four the following year and then two blah whatever they're doing mm. right well that means mississippi is getting kids that also means that schools like southern miss mm. aren't able to get recruits well i, I think i think i think the, the connected i think here, here's how that would work you know the the six that were supposed to go to Mississippi, then go to Southern Miss or Memphis, and then the six that were supposed to take those six scholarships in Memphis to Southern Miss, then they've got to trickle down, and then it just the guys that were barely on the edge of a Division One scholarship, they're left out in the dark. Right. Not the six highly recruited, uh, highly right. talented guys. It's the six that are right there on the edge that's got a couple D2 scholarships, but they got that one D1 offer, and then this Mississippi stuff comes out, and they were playing on signing with the, uh, with Southern Miss, and that offer goes off the table to get this uh, top 100 recruit. Right, and that's that's the issue right there. And so that that's ridiculous. And pretty much every time the NCAA punishes somebody, mm. it it's never or rarely is it the coach. We've seen... Uh, Behind Syracuse coach, we've seen him be suspended for games. We've seen wasn't Larry Brown suspended? Larry Brown SMU? Was for, he was suspended, suspended for nine games. for nine games this year. And SMU can't go to a postseason. Mm-hmm. SMU, one of the best college foot college basketball Basket. teams, excuse me, in the nation this year, can't go to the postseason because of one kid mm-hmm. because of something that happened with him. 
if if you can suspend Brown for nine games at the beginning of the season, why can't you ban him from postseason play? Why not do that? Mm. Why not come Just in there ban and the coach? Ban the coach for postseason play. The play the players had nothing to do with You're it. Right. They didn't make the mistake. They didn't. So why not ban the person who's supposed to know? If you're saying that as a coach, you're supposed to know what's going on mm. and you didn't know, well, then I need to punish you, not the kids who report to you, mm. not your underlings, because that's not punishment. If you go to work and you mess up, but the people in charge punish the people below you because you mess up, you're not really being punished. No, you're not. You're not. And the one thing that you know drives me that does – I, there's no way that they're going to be able to fix it. There's no way that you can actually punish these people directly because you never know how things are going to turn out. But you see the guys, the players who are responsible for these allegations and for these uh, violations, and then they just go off to the NFL or NBA and they're never charged a dollar. They're never having to pay for their consequences while they're leaving their university in the dust to pay for everything. But there's no way that you can fully punish those guys because you never know how their careers are going to turn out. You can't say, all right, we're going to punish you. Uh, we're going to fine you $2 million. What if that guy gets hurt? What if he doesn't finish? What if he got hurt his senior year, but his sophomore, junior year, he was committing all these violations, getting all this free stuff, and then he has to go work for his uncle at his company or something. You can't fine him $2 million. Like That's just unreasonable. But you see these players that commit these violations – just go completely unharmed and leave their university in such a bad situation. So therefore, when they're in college, they're like, well, by the time the NCAA gets some of their investigation and all this comes out, I will have graduated. I'll be hightailing it out of here. There's no way I'm going to get suspended for games. There's no way that I'm going to get in trouble for this. So let's let's use a real-life example because what you're talking about sounds a lot like what happened at Ohio State with Terrell Pryor and mm. the tattoo bandits yeah. up there. First off, going back to paying players, if you pay me, I can use the money you're paying me to get the tattoos I want, mm. and I won't have to sell memorabilia and all this other type stuff, which would be, quote, unquote, a violation. Mm. Well, not quote, unquote, it is, it a, is violation. a violation. But let's u- use that situation because a bunch of them just left. Yeah, Terrell Pryor just left. Um, Who's supposed to know what's going on? I mean, it was a head coach. It was Jim Trestle. Yeah. And if and if the coach is still there, that's who you get. Uh-huh. You say you fail to monitor. That's it. NCAA loves that failure loves to monitor. Loves you didn't monitor this situation appropriately. We're coming to get you because again, you're not paying the players. So why are you punishing them? Like I don't understand. If you can't pay them, it doesn't make sense for you to punish them. That's just something that blows my mind. Mm. So, Jim Trestle, you're supposed to monitor this situation. You're supposed to keep an eye on this, and you didn't. Here's your fine. Athletic director, you're supposed to be monitoring Mm. him. Here's your fine. President, we're also taking money out of the athletic department. Good luck. Mm. Now, everybody feels that money coming out of their pocket. How much money? Depending on the offense, I Mm. don't know. $50,000. Fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that is a large sum of money. It is to and me it, and you, it but it's a, not to people that make a two million a year. It's enough to catch your attention. It's enough to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Let me let me think a little bit about what's going on. Let me make sure that this is happening. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, again, I don't know what you start the fines off at. I don't care. But stop punishing the players mm-hmm. who, again, you're still not paying. Yeah. You're not. So don't punish them. 
because they're not the ones in control. They're not the ones in charge. And, you know, go get the coach. Jim Trussell ended up losing his job because of that situation. And honestly, I think that's the probably the way this stuff sh- needs to start going. But as a head coach, I mean, you've got how many how many players on a, a division lot, one like eighty five? I mean, you got yeah, eighty five guys. I mean, it's so hard to try to con- control all those guys. Yep. As the NCAA likes to say, you know, that with with Larry Brown and Jim Trussell, the lack of head coaching head coach control. You can't keep an eye on 85 guys around the clock. That's just impossible. So right. it's some punishment has to be on the individuals that commit these acts. Oh, but definitely. I just don't – there's just no possible way to actually do it. I just don't know how you do it, especially when they just up and leave. Right. I understand. And, again, I less so about uh, impermissible benefits. Mm-hmm. Go get yours because they're getting theirs. Mm-hmm. Go get yours. Um, as a college athlete, go get uh, yours and screw everybody else. Yes, because that's what they're doing with you. Mm-hmm. That is that that is what the college and the athletic department are doing with you, as far as it it goes. You can't you. It's wrong. The rule is wrong. It is. I feel like the rule is awful. Therefore, you know you got to do what's right, and sometimes breaking the rule is the right thing to do. And breaking the the rule about impermissible benefits to me. Completely fine with it. You're you're treating these student athletes like they are student athletes, which is fine. Mm -hmm. I understand that. That's cool. They should be there to get an education. But come on, man. Be be. Let's be real. We can have a real conversation. Yeah. Some people aren't there to get the education. No. Some people would be better served if you just gave them the money. Yeah. And then just let them do with the money what they would do with the money. It would be better, but uh, at least you. they have the opportunity to be there for the education. Right. You know, not every basketball or football player has to go there just to get the minimum requirements to get a, a basic degree. You can be an Allen Cross and major in chemistry. I mean, you there can. are plenty of you great should. athletes that do that. And I, I think that's I, – I, I don't want to get into a whole cultural thing. I don't want to get into all that. But it, it's something that players honestly should look at because so many players don't make the pros. And you've got to have an education to fall back on. But when you're a highly recruited college athlete, the thought of you ever having to work a day job is not going through your mind. You've been playing football or basketball or baseball your entire life. That's all you know. That's what you know you're good at. And if you get highly recruited at a at a high school, school's not a priority. You're thinking about making that money. For thinking, some. For some. For, for some. some. Now, you, you, I can't put every division one athlete in there because a lot of them are there to get an education to better themselves and to have something to fall back on but the mindset a lot of these athletes is i'm this good i will be at the next level who cares and you got to have that mindset you do because that that arrogance that confidence at times helps get you through the tough times Mm -hmm. and you have to go out there like i'm the biggest baddest dude on the block i can hold my own Otherwise, you get gobbled up at that level. Yeah. Otherwise, you do. But even still, if if that's the kid who commits a violation uh, from an impermissible benefit standpoint, got to go at the people who get paid to monitor that situation. That's the coach. That's the athletic director. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the school's president. Go get them. Leave everybody else alone. If everybody else is doing it the right way, why are you punishing the entire pro, the entire team mm-hmm. and not the people in charge? That's mind-blowing. Now, when it comes to what's going on at Tennessee, 
for those of you who don't know. Man, uh, and it's only going to get worse. It is. It's it, really inter- bad. It's bad. It's interestingly bad what, what reports are and, coming out of uh, Knoxville as far as uh, four women being raped. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy on the team, formerly on the team, uh, currently on the team at that time, taking her to the hospital and telling her and then he gets, to, uh, you know, go ahead and file the the rape, file the report, I support you. And then he ended up getting jumped twice by his teammates at the time. And all of that stuff and ended up having to transfer, like something like that. He had to transfer all the way. To, he had to transfer the chat. Yeah, I mean, well, he had not to, not all. Go ahead, not all the not way. But chat I mean, it's not, I'm not. I'm not saying okay. it's far. I'm talking about in the, uh, step, in the down. step down. I mean, yeah. that, that's a big step down in competition. Well, he wanted to play immediately. I am almost certain of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, you got a story like that, and it's. Uh, I've I've talked to a couple people today, and I, I've got a good friend who works with me on the sports desk. who says his cousin has been who goes to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, who says that he's firsthand seen this and that he's seen it more than a couple times. So he knows there's going to be more than four allegations when this all when this whole thing's done. It's going to be a domino effect. As soon as one speaks up, two two more, and then another three, and then another four. On the right. On the rape, it it's that bad. Like he was explaining to me, it's so bad that you could possibly see double dig- it getting into the double digits by the time it's all over. And here's the thing: why would you punish class of 2020 for something that happened, uh, mm-hmm. this year in 2016? But, that came out this year in 2016, but happened in 2014. Mm-hmm. You go get the people who were supposed to watch. Mm-hmm. You and, and the and the obviously and, the, and the obviously the players. But if, what about what about you know this is probably you know at most ten guys, ten guys on this team doing all this stuff. What about the other seventy five? They're playing it straight. They're not involved on all right. this. So it, it really it's it's a sucky situation. It really is. And you got to feel bad for the guys that you know keep their nose clean and do everything right. And it it only takes one bad apple to ruin the bunch. It but really it, it, does. That's what apples. These are people. It doesn't do that. You got those ten, however many players it was. So I, how, how do you punish? How do you punish those ten and, and the university without punishing the other seventy five? Fire the coach. He is fire the coach strong. and get rid of all the ten players and then yeah. And, but then Tennessee has no scholarship bans, no nothing. No. Okay. No. Is is the coach? If I'm the babysitter. And I got a bunch of kids running around tearing up stuff. Mm. You're going to look at me first. Like, you're supposed to be in control of this situation. Mm. And then you go handle the one or two kids in your household that might be running off, being off the chain. But you come and look at the – because you're the respo- you're the responsible adult, head football coach, head basketball mm-hmm. coach, athletic director, president. You guys are the adults in this situation. You guys are in charge. This is what we pay you to do. Mm-hmm. This is part of your job yeah. is to keep this under control, not not to hide it, not to keep it under wraps, but to keep it under control. You didn't. Sorry. Mm. That's on you. The Tennessee situation is one of those things where it is on the athletic department squarely and those 10 players. Everybody else shouldn't be punished because Butch Jones, athletic mm. director and the president, didn't monitor this and then didn't do the right things when these women stepped forward with the allegations. Mm. Don't punish the other 75. Don't punish the other players. Don't. It's punishment enough they'll they have to adjust to a new coach. Mm. But, you know, give them the right to transfer anywhere they want to transfer to and keep it moving. 
that would punish the university also. Hmm. If you say, look, your coach is being, NCAA steps in and says, your coach is being fired. We give you the right to transfer anywhere in the country you want to transfer. No sit out. No need to sit out. You transfer, you play immediately. Good luck. And then the players who want to transfer, let them leave. Mm. And now the university is in a pickle. Now the university is in a bigger predicament that doesn't involve bowl bans because mm. they still receive conference bowl money. Mm. They, they're in a bigger predicament uh, than if you were to take scholarships away from them because they would face that problem right now. And the players get the freedom to do what needs True. to be done. That That's one way of doing it. That is, and you know, NCAA is not listening. They should be. They should be. They should be. We gave them a lot of great stuff. It, 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 something's got to be done. I mean, it you does. can't keep doing the same. Obviously, it doesn't work. If you're, well, if, see, that's the thing. I don't care about it working or not. I mean, is there a way to make it work though? No. I mean, is there a perfect? Is there a perfect solution I, to this? I don't care about it working or a perfect solution. I just don't want kids who had nothing to do with these situations to be punished that's all we'd have to do a completely different topic on fair punishments mm. and the role of punishment in society because and i want everybody to think what what is the purpose of punishment is it is it to make the people who do good feel better about themselves to know hey the system does work mm. if i do and if i don't do what's right then this is what's going to happen is it to you know, get people to stop and think about their actions. That's what it's supposed to do. And, I mean, without rules and laws and regulations. Or is it just to be a, a feel-good mm-hmm. thing? Just a, I am a fan. I feel good that this school was punished like this. That That's enough. That's that's always a, the, the conversation when somebody gets punished. Was it enough? Was it too mm-hmm. much? I, I can't answer those questions. I'm not concerned with that. The only thing I'm concerned about are these college kids being punished who had nothing to do with cheating scandals, impermissible benefits, the buying of prostitutes, rape, all these other things. Mm. That's what I care about. But we are officially out of time. I completely agree. I I I honestly don't see a perfect system in the whole thing. And you'd like to have a perfect system. As a society, you want to find the perfect solution. You want... To find what works best for everybody, but in this situation and in a lot of situations in society, there just isn't that perfect situation. So we're just gonna have to find the second close, second best thing, and hopefully the NCAA can figure it out. And it's not punishing players by banning them from bowls, taking away scholarships, no. banning them from postseason play, especially players that have nothing whatsoever to do. With it. All right, we're out of time. We ran long. Uh, Drew, shout out where they can find you real quick. Uh, follow me on Twitter at dbarrett 36 Follow me on Instagram at dbarrett1236. Don't forget to listen to me every Wednesday and Friday from 8.35 to 9 o'clock on WMR United 2, the sports desk with JT Mona and Jacob Wolosha for the greatest college perspective in sports. Cerrito Live 11 to 1 here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. And if you're out in any remotes uh, for the queue or bumping 96 and I'm there, be sure to say hi. I like fans. Check me out at Conradicalness on Instagram and Twitter. Have a good one, everybody. Have a wonderful and blessed day.